When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. Um, thanks for downloading. This week we caught up with legendary cricketer Freddie Flintoff. As you might expect, Freddie, a uh, father of three, had a lot to say about dadding. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation. We caught up with him at a house uh, during a photo shoot. So we weren't in our usual soundproof studio in our cosy little room. Uh, so the audio is a little bit off, uh, but <laughs> please don't let that put you off and uh, enjoy the listen. Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. Uh, I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile and uh, got a very special guest this week, uh, legendary cricketer Fred Flintoff. Welcome. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. You're very, very welcome. This is very, very different to our normal uh, podcast environment. Um, obviously, this isn't a visual medium, but we are currently sat in a front room next to a big fancy Christmas tree. Yep. Fred is in a Christmas jumper. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit... We're not normally in our little pokey studio. No, this is an expansive large room. It's quite nice rather than a windowless, airless box. It's very nice. And, we're, and on, on that Christmas theme, given that we have Fred here, Fred, a, a father of three, we're, we're trying to get an idea of how Steve and I should should prepare for Christmas. Yeah, because I've done it once and you've not done it. I've not done it. I've got my, new, I've got my, my eight-month-old boy. It's going to be his first Christmas. What do you remember about your first Christmas as a dad? Is it a bit of a weird change from, from the norm? Yeah, um, Christmas for us has been different because I was still playing cricket when we had our first child. Oh, of course, yeah. And I think our first Christmas might have been in South Africa oh, okay. on tour. Um, so the family had come. But I've, I've had Christmas in some strange places. Um, when you, I had Christmas in Pakistan, South Africa. West Indies, Australia, because it was always a time of year where you were playing. Um, and you used to have these Christmas lunches, and they were shocking, to be honest. Because <laughs> you get a big room, and all the squad yeah. would have Christmas lunch together, and you'd have all the family and people you didn't know, and people you'd never dream of sitting next to on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, Someone teammates unnamed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quite, quite a few. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have, you'd have to watch what you drink, watch what you eat. Because yeah. you'd have training in the morning, of course, yeah. and then you'd have a test match boxing day. Um, so it was all very different. Would the family typically come out for Christmases with you when you were on tour? On, well, it changed a little bit through my career where they had a family visit time, which was usually around Christmas. Um, but my lot used to come out earlier, um, especially when we had kids. It was, you know, seeing them was far more important than playing cricket. Mm. Um, so my daughter, from being, I think, 10, 12 weeks old, Mm. was in South Africa on a plane and travelling around with us. Um, wow. I think when we went, we get all your kit and you get your baggage allowance and the number of bags. And then the first time I went, I took an extra bag. Um, and when it was put on the scales, it was quite heavy. <laughs> and the manager, Phil Neal, wasn't that impressed because it was full of baby milk. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the brand we were using, you couldn't get it in South Africa, ah. so I took it with us. Ah. These are the things you don't read about in sports pages. Yeah, you've got to get your priorities right. Yeah, exactly. We spoke about this the other week, didn't we? When we were talking about you going on holiday and yeah. the amount of kit you get to take when you go on a plane with your family. Normally, just like a bag with like, you know, we sort of joked a clean pair of pants and that was a and toothbrush yeah, yeah, and that was yeah, it. Yeah. And suddenly, you've got like buggies, car seats, Jeez. all that stuff. 
that you got to take with you. It's quite, it's quite a big moment as a father as well when you can get rid of the car seats. I'm you don't have to, to clip already. them in. You get to go to the booster seat and then you work your way up and then the prams. Because everyone's got a, an opinion on prams, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. What's your personal opinion on prams? Um, a cheap one. <laughs> a, a McLaren, the cheap McLaren one. Oh, yeah, they like I fold, fold it up yeah, and chuck yeah, yeah. it about. I didn't think there was such a thing as a cheap pram. I remember being utterly horrified when I saw the price of prams. Like, I thought, hang on a minute, I could get a second man car for this. Well, you see them around Cheshire and London. Is it Bugaboos or something? Yeah. With top water. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. That's yeah, it. it's like. I remember because my little boy, um, Jackson, was born in March. So that Christmas before he was born, our Christmas list was basically baby stuff. So we've got a buggy off like grandma, got like, you know, bits for the cot, all that kind of stuff. Like no, no longer was it bottles of booze. It was like weird changing mats and things like that. It's the changes of it, isn't it? Because when you have babies, you're, you're asking for baby stuff as a, as a you know, as an impending parenthood and all that. And then when, you, when the kids get slightly older, it's all about them, isn't it? So I suppose Christmas, with, with the age that your kids are at, it's not about you at all anymore, is it? It's just it's completely good. about the kids. No, it's quite nice. It, it makes it better. Yeah. That is for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. The kids obviously get excited around Christmas time. But I think at times as well, they're not sure where they're going to be. Because yeah. uh, they've travelled around. I've got Australia on Sunday for two and a half weeks. Yeah. And there was chat whether they were going to come out for Christmas as a family and have Christmas out there. But yeah. It's the kids' decision, really. Yeah. Have and you they ever, like being at home. Have you ever had to spend it apart? We were talking the other day about jobs, like maybe if you're in the armed forces or if you work away on like the oil rigs and stuff and you don't see your kids at Christmas and there's that, you know, Skype now obviously helps. Yeah. Have you ever had to go through that? No. Um, I think even though I wasn't a kid, when I was 19, I had a Christmas in Pakistan on an under-19 tour. I've spent it away from my family for the first time, mm-hmm. which was different. Um, in a hotel room with the rest of the team. and it, In some ways, it was quite nice because you lads, most of us had never done that. Mm. And we all came together and we made the most of it. Um, but I think with the work that I do now and through choice, I don't think I'd ever spend a Christmas away. No. Um, from the family. What would your room... Um like the Christmas morning as like dad, do you like take control of like covering the turkey oh, yeah. and all that malarkey? And all that for the present, you know, the present reveal and all that. I'm in control of nothing. You <laughs> um, point out that Freddie's wife is in the room at this I know, point. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm treading carefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we get the kids' presents and then obviously get them ready for when they come down in the morning. The, kid, the kids are at an age with like 13, 11 and 9 and Father Christmas has gone out the window yeah. A little bit. Although the nine-year-old, I think he still might do a little bit. Okay. The older ones play along and like, don't, don't ruin it for him. Yeah, we went to Lapland last year for a day. Um, me and Rachel went, and obviously the kids and the in-laws and my mum and dad. Mm. And it, it was great. You know, I, I almost believe myself having been there. <laughs> you get off the plane, they pick you up on a sled, and then you do all the stuff for the reindeers and the dogs. And then you go and see Santa in his little grotto. And it was brilliant. The, the fellow who does it, he, he, you, you think he is Samson. He's obviously, <laughs> he's obviously got the accent and everything. Is it a proper real beard and all that? He's got a real beard and he does it properly and he pretends to know everyone. And I think the kids were half thinking, I see. Yeah. Maybe they see yeah. him. Are you seeing them sort of second guessing themselves? Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, I gave up on this too quickly. And they're not that confident to like yeah. poo poo it just in case they don't get it. No, up. no, I can imagine. Have I can... you started your Christmas shopping yet? 
<laughs> no. No, no. Oh, me neither. I mean, no, I should, no, I haven't either. We are, we're filming this at the very end of November, so um, we're recording this rather. So, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's one of the things I'm not particularly good at, to be honest. Yeah. Either buying presents or receiving presents. Do you have a list? What, for what I want? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I remember growing up, my mum had a list, like A4 page, one for my dad, one from me, one from my brother, and then there was one for hers, and hers never had anything on it, because she don't you know, write That's quite there. depressing, isn't it? Yeah, but well, you, you know, it's because you don't, she's so busy being a mum, looking yeah. after at Christmas, that she's too worried about everyone else, not really worried about herself. Yeah, but even the kids are really good. Like, there's nothing obvious that they want, and we're throwing suggestions at them. I think it's different because when I was younger, you know, you, you had your birthday and I think my mum and dad spent about 25, 30 quid on my birthday mm. and then you get a big present at Christmas yeah. and then through the rest of the year, you didn't really get much. Mm. Well, I'm not saying the kids are spoiled, but they tend to get more and more throughout yeah. the year now. Do you, do you yeah. keep it to a budget? Have you got like an idea that, okay, that's how much we spend on the kids for presents and that's kind of limit? Yes, yes and no. Because um, there's stuff they need for schools now, like iPads and various things. Yeah, so if you can yeah, incorporate that for Christmas, that's a bonus. Do you, do you think like this commercialisation, there's a lot, every, every year it's like the more commercialisation, more commercialisation. I'm sure that Christmas, by its very nature, Father Christmas is like a Coca-Cola advert, isn't it? I think that's where he comes from, the red and white. It used to be green, Yeah, exactly. So it's all commercial. I mean, as a dad, do you think, because there'll be dads listening to this who aren't, you know, very economically settled, they're a bit struggling a little bit, but their kids will come home from school and they'll want, like, oh, yeah, you know, Nike trainers, yeah. they'll want, like, Xboxes, they'll want iPads, and it just, it's not possible for every family yeah. to do it. Do you, do you kind of get that? How do you feel about that sort of um, commercial? Well, it, it, it's strange because I remember, like, my Christmases as a kid, and, you know, I'm not from a wealthy household or anything. My dad worked shift work. And I remember when I was about nine or ten, my dad was on strike for about nine or ten months at British Aerospace. Okay. So like money was tight. Yeah. And then you're thinking like Christmas might be a bit of a, a damp squid this year. <laughs> and then we came down Christmas morning and we still had all our presents. Yeah. So it was the parents do it though, don't they? You do yeah. as a, you do as a parent, you find you find a way, I guess, don't you, to make sure that they're um, getting yeah. the best that they can get. That's the no whole idea, isn't you... it? That's the, that's the goal. What, what are you guys gonna do this year? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> our living situation is a bit strange at the minute. Okay. Um, we moved out of our house. Um, right. So we're going to go out for Christmas lunch, which I quite like, oh, to be honest. I've cooked in the past. Oh, yeah? How's well, your turkey? I do the turkey. Okay, what's your tips? Um, cook it upside down. What, you or the yeah. turkey? <laughs> oh, well, that's, so, that's a proper... Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a shocker. That's yeah, out of yeah. a cracker. <laughs> cook it upside down so all the juices flow into the breast okay. and then for the last 20 minutes turn it the other way around I like that I'll bear that in mind yeah. I'm going to be cooking a turkey I'll be perfectly honest with you but I, I was saying to someone before I, I don't get the concept of a turkey I know it's probably got some symbolic reference but mm. it's the worst meat isn't it and you have, you have it on the yeah. most important day yeah. this is true it is everyone sits around so saying quickly. it's not dry and it is oh, it gets so dry so quickly yeah like, I'd rather have a steak yeah, I would definitely rather have a beef. Nice beef or something. Yeah, yeah. But there's always the, chocolates knocking around, isn't there? Yeah. To load up. There's that's the other thing about loads of presents, loads of sweet stuff. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, I wanted to ask you, just veering away from Christmas a little bit. One thing that's, that's I've always been curious about. Do your at what point did your kids realise that Dad was famous? When did that When did that sort of come about? I don't. I... 
it's, a, it's, it's strange because mm. um, when we had my daughter, when we had Holly, I was still playing cricket. Mm. And then she remembers, I think, me playing cricket a little bit. Mm. So I was a cricketer. And then she'd come on to her, they'd come to the matches, and then we had our second quarry about 18 months later. And he remembers a little bit. But the youngest, who's probably into cricket the most, mm. doesn't really remember me as a ah, cricketer. I see. And so then, he just knows Dad from being on TV sort of thing? Well, yeah, I had an instance, I think last year it was, I walked into his bedroom and they were playing The Ashes, <laughs> like on a rerun when it was raining, and he was watching it and I was playing, and he did a double take at the screen and then at me. <laughs> It says this chubby fellow with a skinhead running in Fringham bowling. He, he like looks at him and then looks at you and says, that's you in it, Dad? He's like, well, yeah. Um, so the, the, the new music cricket, but now it's, it's a bit confusing because I'm not quite sure they know what I do. <laughs> Just one minute I'll be like on League of the Road with Jack yeah. and yeah. Jamie and I'm in this musical at the minute and then I'll be doing an advert for someone or something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they see their other parents going off to work and... Jobs so have you ever had to have a conversation? Have you ever kind of felt like, I need to try and explain this, what this is about, because like, my job is a bit different to the other not re not, not really. I think um, they accept it, mm. obviously. Um, but we, we don't tend to go, when you say about being famous, we don't tend to go to places we don't know. Mm. You know, I'm pretty much a creature of habits. We go to those same places and... Where you know everyone anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then sometimes where you go out, whether it's a sporting thing or the cricket or people ask for photographs and the kids have become used to it. But was, that, was there ever a point where they were like, why is that man coming up and asking for a photo of your dad? Or why do they want... I think it's become quite want? normal for them because they've been around it mm. since they can remember, yeah. Did you take them to uh, Santa's Grotto and things like that? Uh, Did you take them to Santa's Grotto to see Father Christmas? Yeah, well, we Because you have to, to stand in a queue, then, don't you? We went to that one last year. Yeah. And then... We went to a posh one a couple few years ago um, at Arrods. That is a posh one. Yeah, posh Santa. Blimey, I mean, I better get good presents. Yeah, yeah. Does Santa have a posh accent? It's an expensive photo. <laughs> yeah, um, I bet it is. Does Santa actually have a posh accent at Harrods? I've never done that. No, he, he, he tries to lay it on authentic. <laughs> um, but we got invited there, which was nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're at the age now where I don't, I'm not sure our Santa's got or is what they're after. No. No, no, no. We've got that to come, haven't we? I've got, yeah, this is the thing, because I've got my first Christmas with my boy, and I suppose I'm kind of at that stage where I'm thinking, my wife is running around and thinking, right, let's get him this and let's get him that. And I'm thinking, he's eight months old. He doesn't know what day to be. Well, you get him. Well, I don't know if she wants to get him a couple of toys and this type of thing, which obviously we do because it's your boy, but there's a part of me, and I don't know if this makes me a terrible dad, but there's a part of me thinking, he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know it's Christmas, he's eight months old. So. You're really, you? you're really getting into the spirit, aren't you? <laughs> See, I'm, yeah. see, I'm thinking yeah, terrible with, dad being a screw. I'm thinking with Jackson presents. I'm thinking, what makes my life easier? So, can we get him a trike? Because that's like hours and hours of years are old enough. Where he's yeah. starting, he at least understands the concept, right? It's so, a yeah. special day where he gets gifts. Jackson's getting a trike and a teepee. A teepee. Yeah, so they can play inside in the teepee, and then we can put it in the garden during the summer. He can do a bit of role play and that kind of like imagination. Because yeah. kids like that, don't they? Like pretending to be something. Are they going to get a lot of presents? No. I'm not my I think I said so. to my wife, I'm not spending loads of money on He doesn't need it. It's like the, re the, rest, the rest of the family do, though, don't they? Yeah, that's the thing. So his grandparents and all that. All... Yeah. Well, being a parent is an expensive business in its own way anyway, yeah. without putting Christmas on top. Yeah. yeah. Did you, I was going to ask, you just mentioned about... Um, school and things like that, but did your job help you to be around at home 
with the kids because you were able, you weren't like working necessarily like leaving the house at 7 a.m. and getting home at like nine o'clock at night. I appreciate you away on tour and stuff. Did it mean you were able to be around a bit? Um, yes and no. Because a lot of it is travel. You, you play all summer as a cricketer mm. in this country, then you went and found somebody else's summer in the winter. Mm. So there's a lot of hotels and the family coming with us. And then I suppose in some ways retiring at 31 yeah. was not ideal from my point of view because I still wanted to be playing cricket mm. and I still do to be honest. Um, but then it meant I spent a lot more time at home. I didn't have to go on tour. Mm. And then the work I do now is strange that you could go weeks where you don't do out, which is really nice, but then work comes in and then you're away. So are you like a full, on those, those periods between jobs, are you like a full-time dad then? Are you doing the school running, doing all... You know? I don't see Rachel sat over there. <laughs> Once again, his wife is glaring over it. Just, well, yeah, I, I, I try to, like at the minute, I, I'm doing this theatre show in Leeds yeah. and I get back. I, I come home pretty much, I only stay away from home if I have to or if it's impossible to get home or an early start. So at the minute I'm getting back and then I get up, have breakfast with the kids and take them to school, which I, I enjoy because at the minute that's the only time I'm really getting with them. Yeah. You know, 45 minutes over breakfast. And that's then. so true for dads because I'm on the same at the other end of the day. Like I get that last little hour before he goes to bed because I've left before he gets up. And it's really difficult for a dad, isn't it? If that's Because yeah. I, I was thinking about this yesterday, that if that's the only time you're getting to spend with them, it's really tricky because you want to make that count. You want it to stick in their mind. Yeah. It's quite difficult. What, what, what for you would be the, the thing that maybe you found most difficult about being a dad? Something that you, you felt like... You, Sleep. You <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> no, seriously. I, yeah. I, I, you know, if I don't get eight hours or more, I'm, I'm a shocker. I really like sleeping. <laughs> and... Um, even when there were babies, I, I couldn't physically do a night feed. <laughs> Genuinely couldn't physically do it. I, I could do one at, late at night, I could possibly do one early in the morning, but anything in between, I was shocking. Yeah. I think Rachel found me once feeding a pillar. <laughs> when was the baby? Well, that was the thing. I, I thought I was doing really well. It was middle of the night. And as a kid, I used to sleepwalk. And I think there's still a bit in me. And I had a bottle in my hand, apparently, and I was putting it into the pillar, and Rachel woke up saying, what are you doing? She didn't have a northern accent, but she said, what are you doing? Um, and I said, oh, it's all right, well, I'll get this one, I'll feed her. And I was, feed, I was feeding the pillar. So I, I just physically, I can't do it, I, I need sleep. That's the one thing, well, it's probably not the one thing if you ask other people, but that's the one thing I, I just couldn't do. It, it is cumulative though, isn't it? If you start to lose sleep, it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I found. It's like it just builds up. Your, your cumulative effect of lack of sleep, because you never get a lion, because mm. they're always up yeah. early, unless you're lucky enough. Like That's a good thing now where the kids are at the age are now. Obviously, they get up early on a school day, but then by the weekend, you know, for, for the kids, school's a full-time job. You know, they're on a bus early, they get back quite late, they've mm. got all the work. And then the weekend, they do want to lie in, and I'm very accepting of that, to be honest. <laughs> How old were they when they first started not bothering you, like on a Saturday morning? At See, Rich is already thinking about it. You can actually, he knows how my brain works. I'm already thinking, how many years have I got before Ben gets to the point where he's yeah, but going the problem to is, stay in bed then? But it's not every week, because then no, there's netball matches. They've got to be at school at half eight on a Saturday morning, and there's rugby in the winter, cricket in the summer. Oh, yeah. It's, it's non-stop. It's non-stop. Uh, the dad taxi service, is that you? you well, we, we, we both do. Chucking a bit of a car and off you go to the classes and whatnot. Yeah, we, we, we both do. And I, do you know what? I actually enjoy that bit. 
you know, going to watch them do stuff. And, you know, my, my parents were always there when I was playing cricket as a kid. Mm. And you remember the kids who didn't have the parents there or the family were there. And it, it makes a difference. Mm, mm. So you, you, you try and be there as much as you can and not be a pushy parent. But yeah. I want him to win. So do you yeah. Think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're an, you're an international sportsman. It's got to be in there somewhere. Isn't it? You're not going to lose that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a vocal parent on the sidelines. I don't. I, they wind me up. Them parents shouting yeah. and screaming. I was at the rugby the other day, and there's one shouting non-stop. And it, oh, she was doing me head in. Um, but I, I sit and watch. I get quite frustrated. Um, but quite I try. I, I try and internalise it. Um, <laughs> Because I know, I know when they play a sport, they should enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. But it's, that's not the main thing. Mm. Mm. Winning is. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're just not allowed to say it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned there about internalising stuff. Do you think, because part of the reason Steve and I started doing this podcast is because we think dads don't talk enough about what it's like to be a dad, maybe why it's difficult to be a dad sometimes. Because I think there's so much pressure to do so many things. There's a lot of pressure on mums, a hell of a lot of pressure on mums, but there's, there's a hell of a lot of pressure on And there's loads of mum stuff, there's loads of mum yeah. blogs and that kind of stuff, and there's not really... You don't, don't want to get up wrong end of mums, Nat, do you? Oh. <laughs> Whoa, steer clear. <laughs> steer clear. Uh, but do you think that there's... Do you think that's an issue, that dads maybe aren't necessarily talking enough to each other about, are you struggling with this, do you find this difficult? I think it's getting better. I think... Some of the conversations that I have with my mates now are very different to what I'd have had mm. 10 years ago. Or what you could imagine your dad having the conversations with Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 Even, even things from our fellows are feeling mentally to mm. kids to life to this in general. I think yeah. it's... I wonder if it's slowly changing. It has changed mm. with things like this. And mm. I think fellows feel um, easier to talk about. If you see another fella talking about it or you hear someone else talking about it you think oh it's okay yeah There's, that's something similar and some of the feedback we've had on the podcast and, and if you want to let us know what you're thinking then you can email us first time dads at trinitymirror.com smooth um thanks Seems done that before um they've said you know it resonates you know it's a lot of things that sound familiar and these are dads of different ages and, yeah. and, and what you're saying about the sleep there will be people sagely nodding along and going yeah the sleep but there's, you know, other, other things, I, I guess, is, you know, it's just getting it out there to, to, to yeah. talk about. It's just than done sometimes, because I think there's still, like you said, there's, it's, it's a generational thing as well. Yeah. That we're, we're, we're slowly getting there, but then, you know, when I think about my dad's generation, they never have, you know, you just sort of head down and get on with it. Mm. I think as well, I think your, your circle of friends, I don't know if it changes or expands through kids as well. Hmm. Well, I never thought I'd be knocking around with Robbie Savage. <laughs> uh, I got my kids to blame for that. And I make so his kids in your. Wait, when we moved back north, they were in the same class at school. One of his kids and one of mine. Ah. And then I thought, oh no, not Robbie Savage. <laughs> um, and then when I got to know him, we become best of mates. He's 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 great, and I think that happens quite a few times. But then there's the other side to it as well. We meet some parents, and you think I'm never going to go anywhere near them in my life. Again. Yeah, yeah. I need to be careful um, what we what we yeah, say here. Yeah, but I, I remember about going to. to see, you try and you, you try and steer your kids to certain kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why don't we invite this kid back for yeah. tea rather than this one? Yeah. But then conversely, I remember as a child, my parents being friends with other parents and not being a massive fan of their kids. Yeah. And these kids are bribing your house to play with your toys, and you're like. 
like that kid. But it's when it's when um, you have like kids over, like a sleepover or a play, and then when they're done, they're done. Just get them out. It's the lingering parent I don't like. <laughs> when they come in and they stand in the hallway and they're desperate to get in your house, but you. You're like guarding your house. You know, What's point. your tactic? What's your top tip? I don't let them in. Keep the chain on. I pass them on to Rachel. <laughs> oh, I've got to go. I've got something to do. Oh, and you know they want to have a nosy round and yeah. they want to have a chat about something you don't want to chat about. Yeah. But do you think you might get that worse than other people because it's like, oh yeah, oh Freddie Flintoff, oh yeah, you're no, a I just think you're people are busy. I want mine people, yeah, people are nosy. People are nosy. I bet people are more nosy when they come to someone on Teddy's house. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Fa- oh famous person's house. Let's have a little look in here. So you're like, no, 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 just take your child and on your way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the downside, definitely. Well, you felt when you became a dad, were you prepared for it? Did you did you know what to expect? Had you been around babies? You talk about the sleep thing. Everyone says the sleep thing. We all know that. But were you prepared in other ways? Did you, you... I don't think you ever are, are you? Yeah. I don't know. And then it happens, and then you've got a kid. <laughs> but did you, you do? Did you? Did you yeah, well, but then it's like. Did you, you know, do she's like, always been there. Did you do like you know the NCT classes where they tell you what's going to happen during the birth and all no. that? Did you read books? I was busy. I was busy, I was busy playing. I don't, I don't think I went to one. Which is breathing, isn't it? <laughs> so again, the, your wife is in the room, Frederick. This is brilliant. I, I don't think I went to one. But it all happened really quick, because our first was, um, she was early. Mm. And we was in London, it was after a game. Wow. And then just got a taxi to a walk hospital. What, straight from the ground? From the hotel, it was early wow. in the morning. And then we just got a taxi to, to the hospital. So it was thrust upon us. Mm. It was, um, do you remember holding for the first time yeah. your baby and that? Did you do the old, let's call it skin to skin, don't they? Where the take, bloke takes his top off and holds nah, the baby. Didn't do that. Didn't I, wasn't, do that. I wasn't in particular shape <laughs> <laughs> for the photographs. Probably not now. No, I, I, I didn't, but I, I remember it, yeah, and then phoning my mum and dad for the first time because it was out of the blue. It was, mm. She was four and a half, five weeks early. Mm. So phoning for the first time and it, it was nice and then. Buying clothes from the market across the road because we didn't have anything. And oh, because she was that early? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And then registering and then taking her back up north in the car. Yeah. And I remember a lot, of pe- a lot of people talk about, you know, there's this almost, it's almost like a cartoon or a Hollywood version of things, you know, the idea that you hold your kid for the first time and it's like everything changes and da 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 da. Personally, I don't think I had that. And I've spoken to a lot of dads who kind of felt like you're supposed to have that. And actually, don't get me wrong, like, I love my, love my boy yeah. like nothing else. And it t- but it took a little bit of time to kind of get my head around, OK, I'm a dad, I get it, OK, and this boy's mine and I've got to look after him. Did you, were you like one of those, boom, this is it, I'm a dad now, or did it take you a little bit of time to get your head around it? I don't know. As I say, I think when, when we had it, it was like, she was, she's there now. Mm. And then it was, because I, I was obviously still playing. Then I missed the next game. I missed the game on the Sunday against India. They gave me a game off. But then the following week, we were straight back into it. It was, it was in um, an international tournament in England. And it, we were based down in Southampton. And I was driving back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel said, this is daft. I'll come with you. So from my Holly being a few days old, she was in the back of the car in hotels. And that, I think that served us really well. Yeah. Because yeah. then she fit into our lifestyle. And then even now with the kids, if we're saying, look, we're going here, just get in the car for a five-hour yeah. trip, it's not a That's big deal. Great. And you stay, or, you stay together then. Yeah. Don't, you, you, I'm not, yeah. don't mean like stay together as a, as a couple. I mean, you're in it together. And yeah. we talked about this, it, it, the teamwork element of it is, is important when you're being a parent. But also as well, from my career at the time, I started doing really well. 
which everyone says it wouldn't happen because uh, you. But then it put everything into perspective. Do you think it's like you get out? You haven't got better. This is interesting because we were talking about this. Yeah. England Hartley, the England, the captain of the England rugby team. I think he was talking about Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown. Um, the fullback, and he said that he thought his performances had improved 10 to 15% since he became a dad. Yeah, he started I, talking I, about dad power. I think it's perspective more than anything, because then you realise that, you know what, I'm, I'm dressing in whites and we're chucking a ball around and trying to hit it. And although it was the most important thing, it now isn't in some ways. Mm. So it's almost perspective. Yeah, and then what, that frees you up to frees you up perspective, Especially batting, I started scoring a lot of runs, because... I wasn't that bothered about getting out. It was like, if you get out, worse things happen. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'll go home and I'm still going home to the family and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it is true. Really it is, it, it yeah. is. But then I, I think that about working away sometimes with Jackson is, is that I'm like, well, I could be at home hanging out with a little boy or I can be at work. And actually, if I, if I end up knocking off work a bit early, I'm not going to go to a pub and go home and see yeah. Yeah, Jackson yeah. and spend time with him. I like um, the idea, though, that, that it's the... Because most people talk about parenting and we talk about pressure, added pressure. I mean, I certainly feel that with my boy and I feel like pressure to do better at work and, you know, move my career forward and earn more money and all that stuff that comes with being a dad and a man. But you're almost saying that it was like, for you, in your work, it took the pressure off. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I think that's not what most people would experience when they... When uh, not that, from, a, from a playing point of view, I, I don't know, because, like, at the time, a lot of the lads were having kids as well. Um, so it's quite a lot of young kids knocking around um, and I think as well you deal with disappointments more because irrespective of winning, losing, performing or not mm-hmm. when you go home they're not bothered you know, it doesn't matter <laughs> it's true, yeah. it's true. I mean, it's you true. Slip, you slip you're dad, aren't you? Yeah. Well, never mind yeah. I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective because you've got thousands of people potentially in the stands I wouldn't tell them they're all totally bothered they're all like it's their day ruined or their day, yeah. And journalists and everyone's going mad about yeah. it. And then you come in the front door and say, well, none of it matters, does it? Yeah. I've well, just been at work. Like, yeah. And your dad, aren't you? Your number one role at home is your dad. So that's all that yeah. they're worried about. They're not, you know. Then, okay, does it, did it mean, I don't know whether you did before, but did you bring games home with you prior to having kids? And then suddenly when having kids, you stopped doing that? Um, I probably, Rachel would probably say, yeah. Um, especially the losses I didn't take losses particularly well mm. um, I remember more so with Lancashire than England really? Okay. yeah um, I used to bring them home a bit and then when I was captain oh, I brought it all home <laughs> shocking <laughs> shocking <laughs> oh, when you're getting hammered every week yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're just getting embarrassed every day in Australia would you just be grumpy in a bad mood or what or? Um, quite distant and just stew on it a little just bit. But that was the difference between me as a player and me as a captain. Or as a player, I could leave it all there. As a captain, I couldn't really switch off. That's probably why I wasn't particularly designed to be a captain. I'm glad mm. I did it, like, but it mm. um, wasn't really for me. So were you still a captain once you were a dad? I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Um, it was on and off, because uh, 2006 seven, I was um, captain in Australia. In India, I had a decision to make whether, because we, we toured India and the captain was injured, Michael Vaughan. Mm. Marcus Truscothic went home and then I was like the next cab off the rank. But I was going to come home for the birth of my second child and miss a game. Ah. And they said, well, we want you to be captain, but if, if you do that, you can't go home. What did you do? I can't remember. I stayed. 
Um, and I phoned Rachel because it was obviously a decision for both of, both of us. Mm. And she said, no, you should stay. And when he's older, you can tell him that you missed it because okay. he was England captain. Mm. I mean, that's a good excuse. As excuses go, that's not bad. Yeah, it's all right. But then I found out that my lad had been born in the back of a taxi going to buy a dodgy suit. Um, Rachel just went and did it and she phoned and said, can you hear that in the background? I said, what is it? It's your son. So you had it then. Uh, all <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I did. I don't, I, I, I don't know whether um, I'd make that same decision again, but no. at, the, at the time it was the right one to do it. So if you had your time over, you might, you might have gone the other way and said, no, uh, the, ca- the captaincy will come at another time, I'm, I'm off to the scene. Well, I probably said no to the captaincy in the first point, <laughs> yeah. in, in, with the view of hindsight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. Mm. I saw two or three. I appreciate we're, um, we're reaching our end, but Fred, it, it's been great that you've come and talked to. It sounds like you love being a dad. Yeah. Like, I do, yeah, genuinely. So your number one, it's your number one thing, so you're not, you know, because obviously you've been a Christian. Well, it's it's, it's joint dad and a husband. Okay. Well done. Good, well, yes, done. excellent. Just for the, for your Christmas time, present I'll, I'll is secured. Um, we should mention that Fred's talking to us as a, 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 in connection with Sonny's Christmas campaign, and yeah. uh, uh, he sat actually next to a tree which has got some lovely uh, baubles of uh, Fred's face, which uh, yeah. I think you can uh, get your own face if you yeah. use a... Uh, uh, it's a shame we can't show you these on a podcast. Have a look on the Mirror website, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some pretty, it's, like a little, it's like a little version of Freddie Fentoff as a bauble with a Santa Claus hat on, and it's, well, terrifying. Well, there's an app on the phone where you can scan your 3D images... So, so, in our wisdom, we've done my head. It does look like you. So, your Which Christmas tree is it's a scan of my head. So, if you've got a Christmas tree at home covered in your face, Rachel's face, and the three kids' face? No. <laughs> Maybe no. that's it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's what's next. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, well, we better wrap up, actually. Yeah, um, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks, for, again, Fred, thanks yeah. for talking to us. Thanks for talking to really interesting. Um, thank you. And thanks for listening, um, subscribers, and uh, spread the word. Keep listening, keep showing the love, keep dropping in the reviews and the ratings, and uh, yeah, we'll listen. Well, he will listen to you. We won't listen we to you. You'll listen to, you'll listen to us next time. You'll listen to us next time, right? Uh, thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. So, that was our chat with Freddie Flintoff. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and a review, and drop us a line at firsttimedads at trinitymirror.com if you want to share anything. Thanks. <laughs>